This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. In pursuit of perfection is 2024 the year to make a real difference, both for clients and for advisors. There is certainly a lot of opportunity that exists, from known legislative change to expected regulatory setting adjustments. We are now five years on from the final report of the Financial Services Royal Commission, with the outcomes from the Quality of Advice Review perhaps the last piece to be delivered upon for the financial planning community. Hello, I'm Brian Ashenden, Head of Financial Literacy and Advocacy here at BT, and I have the pleasure of leading our BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals that are here to help you as financial advisors work out the right advice strategies for your clients as well as keep you informed on the latest changes in the legislative and regulatory environment for financial advice businesses. In today's podcast, I want to take some time to look at some of the change that is on the horizon for 2024. Some has the potential to impact your clients and their strategies, and other changes could impact the way you provide your advice. So let's start with your clients. The biggest issue for many clients and a continuing theme from last year has been around the cost of living. Now, to address this, the government has announced changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts that are due to take effect from the 1st of July 2024. The government's announcements will reduce the tax savings that would have flowed to higher income earners and provide greater relief to lower middle income earners. We've now had the opposition confirm that they will support these changes, and with legislation already before Parliament, it's almost certain that they will take effect from the 1st of July. The real issue, though, is what your clients can do with the tax cuts they receive. Now, on a weekly or fortnightly basis, they probably won't feel like a lot. But with interest rates still at high levels, for those with a mortgage, any little bit extra is likely to help. And perhaps that is what the government and the RBA are hoping might happen. If the value of all the tax cuts was simply spent back in the economy, it might slow down the decline in inflationary pressures and stall the timing of any future rate cuts. But at the same time, if we do have, as expected, a few interest rate cuts coming throughout this year, what should mortgagees do with it? Now, if they've been able to budget around the existing cost of living pressures and meet their mortgage payments, perhaps keeping the repayments at their current higher levels now might be the best thing for them to do. Get ahead of the repayment schedule, knowing that if they have a redraw facility, they could potentially access these amounts in times of real need. The other option to consider with any additional cash flow is, of course, superannuation. Whilst not yet confirmed, there is a high likelihood that superannuation contribution caps will index from the 1st of July this year, moving to $30,000 for concessional contributions and $120,000 for non-concessional contributions. Tax cuts, falls in interest rate repayments, reduced inflationary pressures, these might all come together to enable extra contributions to super to be made. The other expected legislative change to impact clients will be the introduction of the Division 296 tax, the technical name for that proposed tax to be applied on earnings where clients have more than $3 million in superannuation. Now, while still making its way through Parliament, we understand the government is hoping to have this legislated by the middle of the year, giving affected people at least 12 months to take action if they want to, to reduce the potential impact. From a regulatory change perspective, The biggest impact, without doubt, will be the finalisation of recommendations from the Quality of Advice Review. Now, five years on from the final report of the Financial Services Royal Commission, delivery of these changes will hopefully bring a close to the Commission's recommendations. 
You may recall that at the time, the Commissioner was perhaps wary of implementing too many reforms to the financial advice space, especially with a professional standards regime only having just been legislated at the time. Some of the Commissioner's comments, such as the suggested removal of the best interest duty safe harbour steps, were contingent on the outcomes of a review into the quality of advice. Now, pleasingly, the recommendations from the quality of advice review don't suggest any real concerns on the quality of advice that is now being provided, but is rather focused on the steps involved in preparing that advice and making it available to more Australians. These objectives, affordability and accessibility, are admirable goals, and steps should be taken to achieve them. But we need to make sure that this doesn't come at a cost to the quality of the advice. This is why, tempting as it may be, we shouldn't look to rush these reforms through. It will be crucial that they are delivered in a measured way and only need to be done once. I'm sure no one wants to have change implemented and then re-legislated as it didn't achieve its intent the first time. The late 2023 release of draft legislation was a good first step. It allowed industry to respond and suggest improvements before legislation is introduced into Parliament. Hopefully we'll see a similar approach for the remaining measures as well. Realistically, and given other current priorities for the government, including the federal budget in May, it's likely to be the second half of 2024 before we see legislation enter Parliament for these measures, meaning a 1 January 2025 commencement is probably the earliest you'll see them come through. If you liken it to FOFA, that legislation took nine months to go through the parliamentary processes, from introduction of the bill to royal assent, with a 12-month transition time then provided to adjust to the new requirements. He is hoping for a similar implementation approach this time. Now remember, with these and many other changes coming across 2024, you can keep up to date with the latest technical, legislative and regulatory news by joining us for our fortnightly BT Academy webinars, held every second Wednesday at midday Australian Eastern Time. Our next webinar is scheduled for the 14th of February and will be hosted by Matt Manning where Matt will dive into the detail behind that proposed Division 296 super tax, how it works, and what options could be considered for those impacted. You can register for that webinar by heading to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. You can also watch our previous webinars on demand and all webinars are accredited for CPD purposes with those CPD points being available for up to 12 months from the date of the original webinar. And remember, if you have any advice strategy queries about solutions you are considering for your clients, you can contact our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at Thanks for listening in today and until next time, bye for now. BT Technos and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.